Hello, and welcome back to Hollywood at Home with the Creative Coalition, hosted by Robin Bronk. It's your moment to hear the unfiltered backstory of Hollywood's biggest stars. So sit back, relax, and listen in, as today, we have the pleasure of welcoming the founder and CEO of IMDb, Carl Needham, to the hot seat. This is so great because you and I have become friends, if I can say that, from film festivals, from the film festival world. You are one of my great film festival buddies, as is your fabulous wife, Karen. But it's we we've never had the chance to well, we do sometimes talk after after events and things, and I get tidbits of call. But and I always and, and it's funny because I always make you this is my favorite story from your collection. Tell the coloring contest story, if you will. <laughs> I love the story. Oh, okay. So so the, the origins of IMDB go all the way back to a particular night in 1972. I was five years old and I was staying with my grandmother. And my grandmother said to me, uh, would you like to enter a colouring competition? And I, I don't even know if little, little five-year-old me had any idea what colouring competition was, but in the local newspaper, there was a scene from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs without any colour. And my grandmother handed me uh, a set of crayons and said, you know, colour, colour between the lines as best you can. And so I did what my grandma told me and I I coloured diligently. Um, And a couple of weeks later, we got a letter in the post. And I, I actually... I actually have a copy of this letter. <laughs> wow. As a, as a prop, I mean, I've been hearing um, about this letter for years, so I'm Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the actual this is this is the actual letter. Uh, my mother my mother keeps everything. So she dug this out of her little archive uh, a few months ago for for something. It says, congratulations, we thought your colouring of our Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs picture was one of the best in your age group. In your age group. <laughs> and so we are awarding you a ticket for yourself and a friend to visit the Odeon in Oxford Street, Manchester, to see the film Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs before the 5th of January. We do hope you enjoy the film. And once again, we are very pleased that you entered the competition. Best wishes, Ron Windsor. Uh, there you go. How about, how about that for a lovely British name? Hey, Ron Windsor. And so I'd won. I had won in, I guess, like, I, so, so I'm just under six at this point. So, so I, I, I must have won in the fives and under category. Uh, and I went along to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with with my grandmother because you know it was her idea that I entered the competition. And as I'm telling you this, like I, I I can picture I can picture being in the taxi going to the middle of the big city, and I saw my first film in a cinema, uh, which was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and there began my lifelong love affair. With movies, I was instantly captivated. And from that point on, all I ever wanted to do was see more movies, which was not particularly easy 
in 90, in the early 1970s in the UK. Uh, we did have cinemas, obviously, uh, but, you know, TV-wise, we had three channels and there was no such thing as home video. So, you know, I was always, oh, can we go see another movie? Can we go see another movie? So so that's that's kind of like how it began. But I have to confess the following. <laughs> so about 15 years ago, I was talking to my grandmother about IMDb and just how things were going and everything. And, and I said to her, said, all of this, it's down to that colouring competition um, that, that I entered and won in 1972. And she, she looked at me and she's like, oh... And I'm like, what, 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 do, what do you mean? Oh, and she's, well, I've got a terrible confession to make. And, and I go, go, tell me, tell me, what can this be? And she said, well, after you went to bed that night, I couldn't help but just go over all of the bits of the colours that you got wrong and all of the lines that you crossed and everything. And I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, we cheated in the colouring competition. And she said, well, I, I, you know, I was, just, I was just doing my best for you kind of thing. And so, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so, so that, was a, that was a little bit of a, of a revelation, uh, shall we say. But the, 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 funny, the funny thing is, so the newspaper um, is called The Denton Reporter. So I grew, grew up in a small suburb of, of Manchester called Denton. Um, and... On the occasion of IMDb's 20th anniversary uh, back in 2010, um, we'd done various, you know, we'd done various media around the world and, and it, was, it was great to see all of that coverage. And, and the way that typically uh, works out is, you know, different, different outlets pick up on different coverage. And before you know it, it was kind of like, you know, IMDb, you know, created in the UK, uh, then it becomes like IMDb created, you know, by Manchester kid. <laughs> and then and then it gets to we get a media inquiry from the Denton reporter. And I'm, I'm kind of like I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, we, we should we should definitely do this. So so I'm, I'm on the I'm on the phone <laughs> to the to the small town newspaper in the small suburb whose colouring competition started it all. And I said right at the front of the interview, I said, I said well, before we begin, I, I've got to confess something. And, and I, I, I told them, I told them the story and they were, they were, they were okay about it. You know, they, they, they did not want, they did not want the, the price of the tickets back uh, or all the price of the tickets adjusted for inflation. Uh, so we, we're all, we're all good. We're all good with the colouring competition there. Well, so. I don't know. I think at some point you should redeem yourself, but we need to get you a Snow White colouring book. You need to go, go in. I think that's, call. I think that's what you know. You ta you have to do it to to get this off your you know, off your chest. <laughs> An IMDb hosted uh, Snow White oh my God. competition. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what you should be doing on your this anniversary year, which we'll talk about. So, so you're watching. You're you're at Snow White. You're 
it, it's an amazing spectacle too. I assume you're you're, you're in yeah. that you're, you're yeah. five. I've, I've never seen anything as big. <laughs> your feet don't even touch like you know the the floor because you're on that cushy movie seat, and it's so. How that? What was the next thing? So you realize this thing called the movies is great. So you're that pesky kid that always wants to go to every movie. How much were the movies back then? Did you have to like save your money, or did you just have? Well, how was for them being expensive when I was little? I mean, yeah. Well, the 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 interesting thing. So so I I think I was I was born at a very lucky time. I think um, so. So I, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't recall what the, you know, what what the prices, what the prices were. Um, but what I do recall is this. So the local, local, more local cinema. So not the, you know, big city cinema type thing. They used to do a, they used to do a thing for kids on a Saturday morning, and my mother would drop myself and my brother off at the cinema with, you know, some, some small UK coin, uh, you know, my, I, I, I don't know, you know, so probably under 50 pence for the two of us. Um, and you, you'd pay and you would get like um, a bag of candy or a bag of popcorn and, and you just sit in the cinema while all of, the, all of these things played. There'd be movies, there'd be shorts, uh, there'd be some of the old like 30s and 40s serials kind of like rerun kind of thing for for us all so i remember seeing kind of quite quite a few disney movies from the time and that that kind of thing and then at the end of the at the end of the morning they would <laughs> they would they would kick us all out and i mean the the crazy thing now is I think you know the idea of dropping two kids on like I I I would have been like I would have been say like eight or nine and my brother would have been five or six and there were no parents and you in did the, that for the day that was like yeah, a yeah or yeah the whole mor- the whole morning anyway the whole morning and then um, did you just, get out of there and you're kind of blinking because you couldn't see yeah 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 you literally you've been you've been in the dark all morning immersed in the immersed in the world of movies and um it's funny we were we were up in we were up in manchester uh, recently for my mother's 80th birthday and randomly Randomly, my, my wife had arranged for us to meet up with an old favourite teacher of hers. And the, it so happens that the teacher lived in the kind of same suburb as the cinema where I, where myself and my brother well, you used to your be childhood. Yeah. dropped. Yeah. So, so it's this crazy, crazy thing of we're, we're, we're eating an Italian meal kind of like a, a, few, a few doors down from where I spent so many Saturday mornings. And, and, and Karen didn't even, you know, kind of like appreciate that this was, this was even a, a coincidence. But it was a, a landmark of your childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm at a landmark, a landmark of my childhood. And, and so the same spot in the same cinema. Now, now outside of Saturday morning, they were a, you know, regular, you know, pay for tickets kind of cinema. Uh, uh, probably. It wasn't more, the daycare center that it became. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no longer a daycare center during the week. So, so I I remember in seventy five to seventy six because I, th- I think I think the film opened later in the UK. So I was at eight eight nine ish 
when Jaws came out. And of course, all the kids at school, oh, the shark movie. And, and so I remember like begging with my mother, kind of like, can we go, can we go see the shark movie? And I think she's kind of like, you know, as a but as a as a responsible parent, just just to be clear, even though she drops us off on the Saturday morning, you know, it's kind of like, mm, is this is this film okay for my kids to see? And I think I think I'm correct in saying that 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 when it was kind of like submitted for classification, uh, that people felt that the the shark was more likely to scare the adults than the kids, and so it had quite a you know it had quite an open certificate. Do you remember? I mean, I remember seeing it, and I was about the same age as you. And do you do you remember? I mean, do you remember? I, just, oh, I remember. I, I, do I remember? It's it's in you know it's 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 part of my core psychology. Uh, this I think Jaws the, was one of the first movies that I felt what it was like for your heart to leap, not in a good way. Correct. <laughs> yep, exactly the same. Exactly the same. It showed me the power of film to kind of like get inside your get inside your head and and tell a very real story <laughs> um and and so that that was that was kind of like another one of those kind of like key key moments and then i don't know like a couple of years couple of years later uh, for star wars now that was back at the manchester Odeon. so the you know in the in the kind of like uh in the kind of like five to six years between going to see snow white um uh, there I was kind of like around, round about the time I turned 11, I was probably still just about 10 uh, when, when we went to the Manchester Odeon. And again, now my, my mother just dropped me off outside the Manchester Odeon with my brother uh, who would be like seven and a friend of my brother's. So the, the three yeah, of us. You're, you're watching yeah. seven-year-olds at the age yeah. of 11. Yeah, well, at the age of 10. Yeah, 10, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds, like, it, it sounds like she was, a, she, yeah, she, was, she knew how to get her Saturday morning yeah. stuff done. She now, now, now I do remember this. I, and it's funny, I, I don't think I've ever spoken about this to anybody else. So, so <laughs> I remember I had a, she gave me a five pound note. So that was, you know, so because so, that was, Three of us, that was three of us to go in and, you know, the, the popcorn and candy. And I don't think I'd ever been entrusted with so much money before. And it's kind of like, and I, 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 as I'm telling you this, I can remember getting the change from all of this. Now, now I should, I should confess before, you know, before people retrospectively report my mother to child protection. Yeah, uh, I'm actually <laughs> thinking she was being a working mother myself and she was pretty efficient. She figured it out. I yes. mean, yeah, I'm yeah, ready to give yeah. her a Mother of the Year award. So, well, well, the, the thing is, so the Saturday mornings was a baby babysitting service because she was at work, but the, the Star Wars thing. I was talking, I was talking about this with um, I don't know, like maybe about 10, 10 years ago about Star Wars. And I said, and you dropped the three of us off at the Manchester Odeon. Uh, and and then she then she confessed that of course she didn't drop us off in the middle of town. She parked around the corner and she sat in the cafe 
across the street, you know, nervously watching for us to you know, make sure that we came out safely and could, you know, you know, miraculously appear as we left the theatre. So, um, so we're not completely unsupervised there. But she also got a little downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, a, she got, she got, she got, she got a break from a kind of ten and seven year old kind of like driving her, probably, uh, probably slightly crazy. And also, of course, I mean, trying to get, trying to get four people into Star Wars. <laughs> it was I like, like I like it. I don't know fire regulations. Ha! <laughs> Who cares? Hey, there were that back then. I don't think <laughs> they they just packed everybody in and they sold tickets until there was no more room on the on the stairs in the aisles. As a, as a young kid, did you have like a seating strategy? Well, no, 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 no. I no, no. You like on the Saturday morning things you. You just it depended what time you were dropped off as to where it was like find the spare seat. Star Wars was so like like we were we were queuing all down the street to get in, and so it was we did get seats though. I definitely remember sitting in a sitting in a seat and kind of like looking looking to looking to the left and right, and it being like there'd be there'd be no opportunity to leave the theatre <laughs> because they. Because a lot of kids packed in. That's a- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's yeah. So you have this this pastime that you love, and and then what? So I'm I, again, like I I just feel very fortunate in terms of the time that that I was born. So a couple of things were were going on as as I was approaching being a teenager. So 1979, I'm 12 years old. And the home computer revolution was going, getting started in the UK. And I'd become, now this is a bit funny, because I'd become interested in technology through movies. So I, you know, I'd, I'd go and watch all of these, you know, all of these science fiction films, including, you know, think, things like Star Wars, uh, as I've said, uh, Colossus, the Forbin Project is a, is, a, is, a, is a brilliant kind of like technology gone wrong movie from the from the early 70s that you know kind of like must have been on repeat on tv and so it's kind of like wow computers and then then you they, you could see that there were ads for home computers so i asked if i might be lucky enough to receive a home computer as a christmas present uh, in 1979 and i did and so here this isn't, sadly, I don't have the actual computer, but I do have a wow. photo of my very first computer. So this is a generic photo. It's not the specific computer, but it is that I had this model of computer. And oh. so it had a ca- calculator display. Uh, oh, wow. you, you programmed it here and it had 256 bytes of memory. Okay, bites. So you, how, old, how old were you at this point? 12. I was 12 going on 13, just about to be 13. So, so I, I, I'm self-taught as a, I had to build the computer uh, with some help from my uncle, actually. Build the computer uh, and, then, and then self-taught to program it. Um, and so that, that kind of like, you know, sparked my interest in technology. 
And at the same time, at the same time, the home video revolution was going on. So in the UK. So VHS tapes had arrived. Actually, I've got, a, I've got like a, so v, VHS, v, remember these? Yeah. <laughs> VHS, VHS tapes. So were you, um, was your family an early adapter? You got a VCR? I mean, that was. We pretty- did. Yeah. Yeah. We did for, for the UK. This was kind of like, this was relatively, this was relatively early because mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, video stores were just getting started. Like most, uh, the local convenience store or the public library or gas stations. I mean, it's, it's a bit, I don't know, I don't know if that happened near you, but, you know, like all of the gas stations would have like, you know, would operate their own video rental service. So uh, you, this must have been, inc- I mean, it was dreamy. All oh the- my goodness. Have you got, it's, it's, a, it's a movie book. You are having a revolution. Dream yeah in your head i mean it is a revolution yeah 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 all of a sudden all of a sudden uh instead of having to having to either you know go uh, and then by the way i mean i love going to the cinema and continued going to the cinema as i do today but instead of having to wait for for classic movies to show up on tv yeah i think yeah by 81 we still only had three tv channels uh, and you know, no dedicated movie channel or anything like that. So all of a sudden, I could see movies that I'd heard of or, or go to the video store and, you know, just kind well, of like... What was the first video movie that you got? What was the first video tape, remember? And they good were question. expensive good question. Then. It was Ridley Scott's Alien. Okay, Alien. All right, which so so I and and uh, what happened is so a friend a family friend owned an electronics store and they equally you know similar things they had you know a, a few shelves of VHS tapes so you could go and buy a VCR or you could go and buy a washing machine or a TV um, and while you were there yeah. you could rent a videotape so he would lend us. Uh, no, a tape on like a two-week basis. So, so you know, oh, you know, you know, we we got the we got the VCR, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, well, I'll you know, I'll drop by and and bring a movie because we had the VCR, but no movies. <laughs> and they, so, they were pretty expensive back then. I remember. I mean, we didn't. I don't even know. We didn't buy them back then we ran no 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 and no no and in fact they were yeah they were specifically priced for rental weren't they yeah. so um, so, you, so the first unofficial renter That's so yeah cool. yeah so so he so he dropped off a copy of alien um and and i and i watched it and you know you know again another you know another kind of mind-blowing film and of course uh, another and uh, really another film that shows technology kind of slightly you know, running amok <laughs> so so i watched that and then the next day i got home from school and i watched it again and the next day i watched it again so as a 14 year old in 1981, I watched Alien 14 times in 14 days until, you know. Wait, was your mom worried? I mean, did your parents say anything? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, 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 she was, I think she was, I think she was fine. I mean, my, 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 my mother, my mother liked movies too, you know, like she, when, when she was growing up, she used to get all of the kind of like, 
glossy 1950s kind mm-hmm. of like celebrity magazines and mm-hmm. things like that. So I think I think she, you know, may- maybe there's maybe there's something in the genes here. <laughs> You were watching it over and over. Now, when do you start getting like, are you always looking at credits? Well, yeah. So that's the thing. So quite early, quite early on. I was paying attention. I mean, I was paying attention to the credits in in the in the cinema. And part, I mean, part part of that, I think, maybe on the Saturday morning, is of course they, you know, they run everything until the next thing, you know, they're ready to start the next thing. So you start to you start to kind of like, oh, I've I've seen that director's name before. Oh, I've seen that writer's name before. And then, you know, starting to build up kind of like, oh, wait a minute, I've seen um, you know, I'm not I'm not sure I know what that job role is in the credits, but I've seen that name with that director before, kind of thing. And sort of and then yeah, and then obviously becoming aware of that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, like on, on VHS, that's even, you know, you could even go, you could even, you know, kind of like pause. And and so so all of a sudden, as I say, 1981, kind of like summerish 1981. You know, I'm off I'm off school for summer vacation. Um, we you know we got we got some long-term rental <laughs> things from our friends, recording things from TV, you know, the occasional actual you, went, you knew how to do that because I I mean you you figure you know, most people do not know how to work those, you know, recording it from TV and no one ever got oh that. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, it's you know, it's, I, I was, it was all going, it was all going fine. And so I start to lose track of which movies I've seen and which ones I haven't seen. So the classic film geek thing to do in these circumstances is get yourself one of these. This is a, this is a paper diary. Um, now, this is my 1990 diary, but I'm actually talking about 1981. Um, sadly, my original 1981 paper diary was uh, lost in what my wife lovingly refers to as a tidying accident. So it was thrown away, but but luckily I have some, I have my, I have my nice. Can you just open it up? Can I see like oh, what yeah, 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 the yeah, lighting yeah, sure. looks like? So, so let's, let's, uh, let's, let's pick, oh, well, I'll just pick. So this is the, this is the, this is the summer of, of 1990. <laughs> so you're at the, how old are you now? Uh, 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 well, so, so back in the day, I'm still 14 in 81, but the. 14, you're carrying around these little paper diet paperback diaries yes and you're not getting beat up for it or anything uh no 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 i mean i i didn't take the diary to school i mean may, maybe i would have been beaten up if i'd taken the diary to school uh, so so there i am but as i as i've already mentioned I'm interested in, like, you know, who who directed it, who wrote it, who shot it, who edited it, uh, who did the music, who's in it. Even that as a 14-year-old, knowing the word shot it, directed it, because there was no internet to look it up. How did you know what these things were? Let me think. Well, I would. I, I think. Well, so, so there, there used to be there used to be a kids' TV show in the UK entitled Clapperboard. Clapperboard, you know, as in, yeah. you know, as oh, in the clapper, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so they would, and so I mean, it's so funny, isn't it? Because this is like this is kind of like UK public TV yeah. makes a show for kids who love movies, and so they'll go, you know, they they'll go, you know, they'll go. Well, here we are. We're we're on the set, and like this is the cinematographer, and they will go, "Hello, oh, here's, here's my camera." <laughs> And so, so they would introduce things like I very vividly remember remember seeing this on clapboard. So, so way, I had, this is why you're an amazing success. You're and I was watching Gilligan's Island reruns. So, this is where we split. <laughs> right. So, clapboard. I I remember. So, I was actually i i am to this day so so i'm a huge fan of alfred hitchcock uh, my all-time favorite movie is vertigo um yeah i used to i i went through a long period of time where i watched a hitchcock movie every single saturday so, so that, that, that he made he, creepy but okay <laughs> he, he made he made enough movies that there were you know there was you could watch one a week and it would take a, a year to to cycle through uh, the the whole of Hitchcock's films. And I remember watching I remember watching Clapperboard and they go you know well directors like you know do do this but like Alfred Hitchcock appears in his own movies and they you know they they showed you know they showed some of the Hitchcock cameos and it's kind of like wow you know this this and, world and this of is movies. great you're getting insider stuff then I mean yeah. no, also, well I actually just looked it up there were 252 episodes of Clapperboard. <laughs> There we go. Goodness me. You know, that's it. You know, I, I have not spoken about clapboards to anybody ever before. And, and, and now you're kind of like, of course, I, I should know how many episodes there are. It's, it's, it's in IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> the shows that the shows that shapes me. I, I, I that, that should be a special IMDB list. The shows <laughs> that shaped the founder of IMDB. Yeah, well, we, we 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 have done we have done various podcast uh, formats uh, over over the years, and uh, we we have we do have a format which is um, the movies that the movies that change my I know life. that I know yeah, that. So so, um, so so let's go let's go back to 1981. Um, and you're carrying around your little diary, but do, I you, my, do you keep your diary at home? Like in yeah, a yeah 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 yeah. It's a it's a it's at home, but. So my diary is, I'm about two weeks into the diary. And it's kind of like, well, I, I, I want to record more information than you can fit on the pages of a diary. So I went to my 1981 home computer. Uh, again, you know, I don't have the original computer, but I have a, I, you know, you can find photos of it online. So I went to my computer, which now had 48K of memory and the whole screen and a cassette interface. And I created a database. So, you know, wait, wait, uh, wait. You know let's start there. You created a database. Who knows at that point what the words database mean? So you were in, <laughs> how old were you? 14. 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 14 year old in 1981? <laughs> knew what a database was did you call and you yeah. obviously called it a database yeah 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 i created a database yeah I, and, I, and i didn't you know this isn't like 
go to Amazon Web Services and, you know, in, you know, instantiate an instance of a database or go to, you know, a software company and buy. Were there disks that you would record it on? Or- uh, no, it was, so it's tape. It's audio cassette tape. So, you know, you know how, you know, we can always cut this, uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know how uh, if you had an old dial-up modem, and yeah. you ever like did if you ever kind of like listen to the phone line, right. it would yeah. make like, whirring noises and tones. Well, that's the data being transmitted down the phone line by audio tone. So the, what you would do here is you save the contents of the memory onto an audio cassette as those tones. And so when you, you know, you switch on your computer, you'd put the cassette in. And it would play the tones and load the, the, in my case, load the database contents back into memory. And then you had your, you had your little database. <laughs> was, your, was your brother like hanging over your shoulder looking to see what you were doing? Did he? Uh, not really. He was, he, he, he was doing he was, normal childhood things. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like one day, one, one day, like actually in the summer of 81, I remember my very specific instance. Um, my mother kind of like burst into my bedroom and she's, you know, despairing of me. And she, she kind of yells, why don't you go outside and play? And I'm like, oh, mom, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just writing a new database report or I'm just adding a new column to the database or, or whatever. And she, you know, she kind of like rolls her eyes and kind of like, you know, exits the room with, you know, kind of like kids, what can you do? Meanwhile, you know, my, my brother's playing soccer with his, you know, with his friends in the, in the field down the street sort of thing. But, you know, it, it worked out, it worked out okay because so, as well as my, yeah, I would say it worked out okay for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so as well as as well as the the database, so I I started to write and well design and write my own computer games. So I would like come up with the concept of a game. I mean, these are very you know very you know very kind of like basic games. They're they're not very sophisticated because that was the you know that was the, the peak of the craft uh, back then. Um, so I so I, I wrote games for myself, and then it's kind of like well we could probably sell these. So we we figured out like there's you know there's a computer magazine you can buy ads in the computer magazine for. 10 pounds for a column centimeter and so so kind of like avatar you know bought three column centimeters uh, in time for christmas 81 advertising the games that i'd written and people would post checks through the mail uh, and then i would you know copy them a, an audio tape with the game that they bought on it and then my mother would drive to the post office every day and post them all and then she'd drive to the bank once a week and, like, bank the checks. Um, and for that, she got a 10% fee. <laughs> I hope she's still getting a 10% fee. So, so, so she's, uh, she's kind of like, you know, she's basically, she's my, she's like, I'm 14 years old and she's my agent. <laughs> so, so you have an, you, you now have a business. So your business head is working. You got yeah. your creative because you're watching the movies. I have a question. 
as you're in the early stages here, the very earliest primitive stages, did you draw the line as to, I mean, are you putting down every single credit or was there? No, 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 no. I did. I, what was your, yeah, what was I, your line of demarcation? Yeah, my 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 line my line was um, the uh, any anybody with their name before the title and the cast list. So so kind of like by if if you think about kind of like the state of of movie credits, kind of like in by the seventies eighties, um, I think you know um, we would be talking kind of like heads of department heads of department through to director you know getting the the director card right before the the film actually begins so so it's kind of like yeah that so so we would be so for example just off the top of my head that would be producers uh, cinematographers editors composers production design art design um i'm gonna do a career a, a very disservice there by not list not listing one of those categories because i've now forgotten what i've said and what i haven't uh, all the way through to um, to writer director producer kind of thing so so those those kind of things and then the cast so the main cast if you know if, if the cast was you know, if the cast was short enough, I would do the the whole cast. And, and if I was doing, like, if I was doing a classic, say, 40s movie, pretty much all of those department heads and the cast would be in those opening sequences anyway, kind of thing. So so pretty pretty much everything, everything there. So, so there I am. I'm, you know, it's ridiculously geeky, but as I say, it works out all right in the end. You're um, a kid who's going to school. And yeah. you're running a business and you have your mother staffing you. Yes. And you're you're writing this database. Yes. <laughs> Rewinding VHS tapes and you know and pausing them. I don't know if you'll remember this, but you couldn't pause them for too long because otherwise the tape heads would get too hot. So so you would, you know, you'd have to like kind of write, okay, pause, you know, quick type. Right. right and you're watching the movies too. Like how yeah, many yeah, yeah. Point, how many movies are you watching a week? I mean, um, in the 80s, maybe three, four in, on the weekends, on the Saturday, Sundays. And then I had homework during the week. So, so kind of like perhaps, perhaps one, one-ish on average, Monday to Friday. So not, not I mean, by, by now, not a particularly, you know, astounding, astounding number. No, but you, know, you, never, saw, you never saw The Outdoors. Never saw the outdoors. So that is well, I did because it was the outdoors was in the movies. <laughs> I went, I went all over the place. I I went back in time. I went far into space. Uh, I I I I went to other cultures, uh, other countries. I experienced the world in through different characters' views. I had like I had the oh most. Oh my god! I had the you most were that creepy. You were that creepy little kid. <laughs> 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 so then we, we, we I, like I am okay to carry on because uh, we haven't got very far, have we? Uh, so, so, so I'm by 1985, I got online. So all of this until now was just on my own computer for my own use. But 85 onwards, I was on uh, movie related mailing lists. This is the pre web internet. Uh, dial-up bulletin boards, 
I'm all. But these are chat rooms too, right? How did you find your people? Yeah, so so chat was less of a thing. Um, you know, you 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 think about you know you think about kind of like now. You know, it's well, it would be like real time over video. But the kind of things back in the, but you know, back in those kind of like mid eighties, mid to late eighties kind of time frame, is you would post a message into a group, and that could take up to two days to make it around the world, and then someone somewhere else in the world would see your post and they would reply, and it could take up to two days for their for their message to. To, to kind of like come back. So, so you know, the idea that this was some kind of paradise of real-time chat, is, is it, it just wasn't the tech. The tech was not there uh, to support that kind of thing. But, but, but there, there I was, and I, I, I found my way onto something called Usenet, uh, where uh, text-based discussion groups themed around different things. So, you know, so they're, Certainly there, you know, there was an astrophysics group. Uh, there was a soccer group. But most importantly, as far as I was concerned, there was a movie group. And so in that group, people would always be saying, oh, I've just seen a, a, a new movie with this person or directed by this person. What else have they done? And, and you know, back in, the, back in those days, I know this is a pretty shocking thing, but but there was no IMDb other than on my computer. <laughs> so so people would post, and then other people would reply and go, "Oh, uh, yeah, that that person. Um, yeah, I I've seen like these three movies. Uh, you know, occasionally. So I had books like this, uh, which right. like a, was you know film. Oh, it was that Bible of yeah. It was a it was a yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, but but they they don't necessarily have an index in the back, and if they did, it would only be updated once a year. So I used to always reply with I do with the query on my little database, which obviously was getting bigger every week. You know, well, here are all the movies by this person that I've seen, um, or shot by this person, or edited by this person, and so so it's you know it's a little community in the in the group there. And then one of the one of the members of the group decided to create what we would now call a frequently asked questions list, an FAQ. Wow. And, and they created an FAQ of actresses and the films and the movies in which they had appeared. So, so it was posted into the group, and I'm kind of like, ooh, you know, this is this this looks interesting. So I, I grabbed a copy, you know, I wrote some software to kind of like import it into my database as another table. And then I was able to do kind of like a, you know, a, a different comparison between the two data sources. And then I gave that person all of the actress credits for the movies. That oh, so now you're cross-referencing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so, and for then, from that point onwards, when I saw a new movie, I wouldn't have to type the actress credits in. Okay. But there's a problem with this because, of course, my database, I want the director. I want all the cast. <laughs> you know, I want the, I want the heads of department. So in August of 90, I launched the Actors FAQ. 
So I, I, ran a, I ran a report of all the actors who were still alive. Because the Wait, actors like, all the actors in the universe who were no, still alive. Yeah, but in my database. In so your for, universe. So, so I have to have, because there's no other source. <laughs> Wait, so, what, did, so, what were you calling this thing? So, well, I mean, the thing that was on my data, on my code computer was just my, my film diary database. You know, it, it didn't need, a, it didn't need mm-hmm. a name. The two FAQs were the actresses list and the actors list. The also, yeah, that's, that's just it. The actresses list, the actors list. So I, I ran a report. So the, the very first version of the actors list only had movies that I'd seen. It only had living actors in because the actresses list did the same thing. And it seemed, it seemed a decent thing. It seemed not a decent. It seemed a good way to divide, you know, divide the, the credits up sort of thing. So I posted that. And by, this is 90, so the internet had got a bit faster by 90. So within a few hours, not a couple of days, within a few hours, people were mailing me actors' credits for movies I hadn't seen, actors I hadn't heard of. And so I was incorporating them into the actors' frequently asked questions list. And then I would post a new version and then uh, the, the the other person, a guy called Andy, uh, Andy would post, you know, the updated actresses list. And and then the, th- the thing was, this was like now going great for modern movies where most of the cast are still alive. So we have a we have a slightly interesting detour here because I kind of like, you know, I was like, oh, we for my classic movies, and I'm a big classic movie fan. Um, how, what about people who are no longer alive? So I, I launched another FAQ, forgive me for this, the dead list. And this was, this was a list of, of cast members who are no longer with us. So, uh, and, and I, you know, I ran a report for that from my database. Um, who Who had access to all these lists? Well, so anybody who read the Usenet group rec.arts.movies, so anybody who read that group anywhere in the world, so you needed you needed a, a modem or work or college access to the internet, and you know your particular you know or, or, you know or a local you know there were some early. Um, internet service providers as well. So I was I was signed up with an internet service provider in the UK, and I could access them, you know, through a UK very early UK um, ISP. So there they were. So actors, actresses, and dead. <laughs> okay. So somebody somebody mailed Wait, with the dead. Like you have the actors and the actresses together on the dead list. Yes. They- yeah. Okay, so the dead us- list was co-ed. Yes, yeah, yeah. Philosophically, there's no gender in death. There right. you go. <laughs> so, we're very, so we, you were very we, progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can debate this later. Uh, so, um, so, so, I, I got an email from somebody in California. So here I am in Bristol in the UK, and uh, and it was it was an email from someone who said, "Oh, I love these FAQs. Um, I'm a big directors fan." have you thought of publishing director's credits? And it's kind of like, oh, I'm, like I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, wow, well, I, I could do with 
director's credits because then I wouldn't have to type in any directors anytime I saw a new movie either. And so, so and the actresses guy was, you know, very much all about the actresses. So I replied back and I said, well, how about I'll give you all the directors of all the movies that I've seen in a file. I'll give you some software to manage the data coming in from email. And then I'll give you some software to then publish a new version of the file that you can post and share with everybody else uh, in the group. And so they replied back and said, yep, I'm in. So we now had essentially directors and cast. And this was in the early 90s where email was fairly new, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's no World Wide Web. There's no World Wide Web. So somebody in the group, this is like gets to like September. Had you met any of these people in person? No, 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 no. I went years without meeting any. Um, went, well, went years without meeting any as a, as a group, but we can come on to that in, in a moment. So September 1990, and somebody in the group said, oh, you know what, these files are great, but what we could do with is a database to search them. Because you could, what you could do is you could go to the director's file, and you could, you know, it's alphabetically ordered, and so you know, you 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 can you can find your favorite director, and you can read across and see what movies they've directed. But you couldn't take a movie and see who directed it and who was in it, unless you were me on uh, right. I'm here. Um, so 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 I was kind of like oh you know what I could I could take elements of the database software that I've written already some elements of the the software that we use to publish the data and process the data and so I packaged them all up and on the 17th of October 1990 I published the very first IMDB software and so anybody in this group could download that they could download the, the files, the were four you, files. Were you giving that away? Were you charging for people to be oh, able no, to... Oh, no, 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 no. There's, there's no commercial... Because your mother, you had your mother run into the post office still. Well, well, no, 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 no. By now, it's 1990. So I'm, I'm like... I, so, so now I'm 23... I'm 23. You went and you and you went. You studied computer science in college, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to Leeds University in the the north of England, and then I, uh, you know, my wife and I got married. We moved down to Bristol in the southwest, and we've, you know, we've we we've been here for we've been here for 34. At, yeah, 34. This, point, at this point, had you ever been to a movie set? Had you ever? No, 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 no. I'm a I'm a just a film fan. Um, never been, never been to a premiere, never met anybody in the industry or anything. And nor would I think that I ever would, um, to be honest. That was the, the magical world of, of movies somewhere far away. Like I would get up, like the funny thing is, you know, all during this period, once, once they started broadcasting like the Oscars uh, live in the UK, which, would, which is like in the middle of the UK night. So I would like get up and kind of like watch, watch the Oscars, uh, at, you know, some unearthly hour of, of the day, you know, kind of like, I think they'd be giving, they'd maybe giving, be giving best picture away by 5am, maybe something like that. So now you, you have this group, you have your yeah. database. And at that point, are you, what are you calling it? 
Right, so that now, it now has a name. It now has a name. So the Usenet news group was called rec.arts.movies, and that's rec as in recreation. So there was kind of like, there was like, you know, I don't know, uh, science.physics. Oh, yeah. Well, there was sci.physics, uh, and so and then there was like rec.arts.movies, or there was rec.sports.baseball. So you've got the, you know, you've got the idea. So rec.arts.movies. So we were the rec.arts.movies movie database scripts package. <laughs> so uh, I'm 23 years old. I may not be the best marketing person in the world. Uh, that is that is not an easy name to, uh, not an easy name to remember. But, you know, there we go. And so, um, so within two weeks of launch, Somebody mailed me and said, this database is like fabulous, but I'm a big writers fan. Have you thought of adding writers? And I'm afraid this is a case of rinse and repeat. So, you know, same thing. Hey, I can give you the writers from my database. You can post it. I can add support for it in the database. They were in our volunteer group. Two weeks later, somebody else mailed me from Switzerland Uh, With, hey, I'm a big composers fan. Have you thought of adding composers to the database? Same thing again. And so over the next few years, we every few weeks, every month or so, uh, somebody would pop up somewhere. And we soon ran out of things that were in my database. So, you know, so somebody like somebody in uh, Norway uh, contacted me and said, we need to organize the movies and shows by genre. Uh, and I hadn't been, you know, I hadn't been logging genre myself. So we launched a little, you know, basic genre section with, you know, four or five movies. And then people mailed in genres for, for movies. And same with quotes, same with plot summaries, trivia, soundtracks. Uh, so now you're getting all these verticals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All- and were you, were you doing movies of the world or was it all i mean how did movies of the world it was all as if it was available for the public to see it been released somewhere in the world and it was and we always did uh, we always did movies and tv so we covered movies and tv right from the right from the start it would take a little bit we we started really kind of like really sort of like theatrical releases but then, you know, before before you know it, people were sending in TV movies and shorts and things like that. And the, the advantage is, of course, we're, you know, we're not subject to the limit of a book binding. And I, I like I, I remember December 1990. So I'm on a, I'm on my, you know, wait, wait, when you la- when you launched, it was when you launched this, was there like legal papers drawn up or anything? Or no. You, no, 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 you no. You guys were just doing your chat. Yeah. Or- Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we didn't incorporate. We were a group of volunteers. There was, again, no commercial use of the internet. So, you know, there was no way this was ever going to be a business. And a group of volunteers, and we all agreed to publish our data in a specific format. And I wrote the software that pulled all of that format together and gave you your own copy of a database on your own computer. So there you go. It's command line, no graphics, no no posters, no photos. It's, you know, just pure text, you know, pure, boring text. 
Um, so Christmas 1990, I'm on vacation from my day job. And my wife, you know, my wife is kind of like look, looking at me, you know, typing away. It's <laughs> so annoying, but it all paid off. It all paid off. Um, so, so, so she's kind of like, when do you think you will be done? When do you think you will be done? And so, so I reached for my bookshelf, not, not exactly this bookshelf, since we, but we've moved since then. But I think this book, <laughs> this actual yeah. physical book, and there's several and it, says on, pages. it says on the front, it says fully revised and updated with over 20,000 entries. Okay. So, so I do a quick query and, and bearing in mind, we only officially launched in October. So, so by December, we had 10,000 movies. And so I said to Karen, I said, well, we're halfway there. As long as there's no other movies made. Uh, yeah, yeah, as long as there are no other movies made and as long as there isn't some arbitrary limit on the number of things you can get in a book, which, of course, I discovered there was. Uh, <laughs> so I said to her at the time, and I, I you know, clearly remember this as well, we'll be done by about March. <laughs> so so that, was, that was March 91. That was 32 years ago. So there we were by the summer of 93... We've got various different software interfaces to IMDb that, that, you could, that you could install locally. And even we had an email interface. So you used to, even if you didn't, so if you didn't have the technology, uh, you didn't have the technology or you didn't have the awareness to install the software, you could send an email to a specific address. And in the subject of the email, you put a command and, and it would be, you know, if you put the word movie and then the name of the movie, then you'd mail that off. And then every 30 minutes uh, at this email address, we had a little piece of software that would wake up, read the, read the name of wow. the movie, read the move, name of the movie in the subject line, run a search on its copy of the database and mail you the credits back for that movie. And similarly, oh. <laughs> similarly, I was magical. Uh, you could put the, the word name and then the name of a person, and then we would look up their filmography and mail you back. So, Wait, so, so, so you were doing this by hand? No, 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 no. There was, were, a, there, was a, there was some software that software. was written to intercept in, you know, one of the team, one of the team wrote the software that read the email and did the search through my software and then mailed you the results back. So the turnaround time was 30 minutes, up to 30 minutes, because if you, if you mailed... That's pretty magical back then. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, That's... yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was all, you know, so we were starting to reach people who were not technologically minded as long as they had email. And I mean, having email in 93 probably meant that you were somewhat technologically minded. So the summer of 93, and I get an email from a PhD student at Cardiff University, uh, a guy called Rob Hartill, and Rob's email went something like this. Hi, Col, I've just installed the Movie Database software. I think it's really great but have you heard of this World Wide Web thing? Because it might be quite big. Would love to write a wrapper 
around the software and create a web interface. So I had heard of the World Wide Web. Um, in fact, I'd been to every website that existed, but that's a different story. That was how small the web was in those days. And so, so I wrote back to Rob and said, yeah, great, you know, let's create a web interface to, to the database. So a couple of weeks later, he mails me back and he goes, right, we've launched, uh, it's up at Cardiff University. Uh, you know, it's, it's just on the university server on using the spare capacity at Cardiff University. And so it's kind of like, we launched an hour ago and we've had 60 hits. 60 hits or 60 requests to you know for data and it's kind of like oh my goodness like 60 hits 60 in an hits, hour my god yeah, it's like, Woo, high five. <laughs> so there we were we soon filled up all the spare capacity at cardiff university we put a you know a note on the home page hey any other colleges out there like a copy of imdb and you know around the world copies of imdb at different colleges kind of popped up uh, and so you were just like, what, what's the nearest IMDb server? Uh, oh, it's, you know, it's in Italy. So I will go to Italy, you know, and, and, and so on. And so, so we were spread out all over the, you know, all over the world. Our servers, people, all volunteers, not really met. Occasionally, perhaps if somebody on the team was in the UK, maybe on holiday or on a business trip, then obviously they would mail and go, hey, you know, we should meet up for dinner or, you know, or we should go for a coffee or, you know, hey, come around and watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> so, I'd, you know, I'd met the occasional person sort of pairwise, but most people hadn't met anybody else. The only person they'd met was me. And, uh, you know, and there we were. But then 1995, okay, the internet like, and the web really starts to take off. And so our traffic in a two-week period doubled. And then two weeks later, that doubled. Two weeks later, that doubled. Two weeks later, that doubled. And so, so this thing was growing like crazy. And our little hobby was getting a little bit out of control. By this time, my wife and I, we have twins so by 95, we had two two-year-olds, actually. Yeah, yeah. So two, two, two two-year-olds, a day job, um, and a monster hobby. <laughs> yeah, unplugged you before. <laughs> Karen, obviously, there's so, a lot of Well, I, I used to... Now, now I know I was very, I was very, I was very good. My kids were, kids were never neglected. So what? what you never were throwing them on a Saturday morning. Yet. No, 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 no. By then, you see, that would have been, that would have definitely been child abandonment by the 90s. But, but, you know, not, not compared to the 70s. So I would do my, like, you know, do my database stuff on a Saturday morning. And then in the Saturday afternoon, I would take the kids to the park and, you know, and all of that, you know, all of all of that kind of fun, you know, fun sort of stuff. So, you know, and, you know, so it all it balanced out. I mean, we're, we're too tired across the week to do anything but look after the kids together. Uh, so so it's kind of like it was a Saturday morning thing. But then, you know, it's, it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's kind of like it's creeping into Saturday evening. And, you know, I need to do a bit of this on Sunday night as well. And so what can we do? And we had two choices. We could either say that was a fun five years, but we're all done. We can't possibly do this anymore. Or we could incorporate 
and we could see if we could sell a little bit of advertising and maybe one or two of us could work part-time keeping it up to date. And so obviously we chose the second route. We launched imdb.com in time for the Oscars in 96. Wait, how old were we? How many we, people were in the world? Uh, there, were, there were 20 of us spread throughout the world. The way this worked is it made sense to be a UK company because I'm in the UK. Um, Rob from Cardiff University, you know, was in the UK. Uh, uh, the guy that was running the mail server, a guy called Alan, he was in the UK. Uh, and there was somebody, there was actually, there was somebody in the next town to me. Uh, that was also heavily involved, but we didn't meet, you know, we didn't, we didn't meet because it, you know, it would somehow betray the, you know, betray the virtualness of it all, even though he's like eight miles away. So we incorporated this UK company with the four of us as directors of the company and myself, you know, included there as the CEO. And <laughs> the very first time the four of us were in the same room was in our lawyer's reception in London to sign the incorporation papers. And never so we, before had you four. No, ever been in. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I'd met all three of the others together. And as I say, there were, they were people spread throughout the world. So, so it was the four of us and 16 more people. So, you know, they weren't there for the incorporation. They weren't physically there for the incorporation. You know, we, we, email, you know we, we emailed them to say it had been done. And, you know, and, and that's when we became a legal entity and, you know, people signed various bits of paper. And it's also, you know, that's, that's kind of like the, the way that we did that is we divided the shares up according to how long you'd been involved and how much work you were doing. So there were people who just joined who were doing like, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. And then there were people who'd been with us for like by then five, five years, six years. They but they were, you know, they were just doing their little bit in the corner kind of thing, their one section. So we, you know, we, we figured out a way to take those time and effort into account and allocate people different amount of shares depending on how much of those two things they were contributing. And the four and, of you, did you quit your day jobs or? No, 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 because we didn't know if it was going to work. So we, had, we took no venture capital money or anything. Okay. So the way this, the way this played out was we bought our first web server on a credit card. Okay. One of our guys in Wisconsin <laughs> went to his local internet service provider and said, hey, you, do you know IMDb? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, well, we're about to incorporate and launch imdb.com. Would, would you be willing to host a machine in your machine room for IMDb? Um, and we will give you some promotion in exchange for hosting the, the first web server. So they said yes. So we launched at the same time for the Oscars. And then two weeks later, I'm on the phone to our first potential advertiser. They'd never bought any advertising online before. I'd never sold any advertising online before. And so they're like, so how much is it for a week? A week? Uh, sorry, no, how much is it for a month? How much is it for a month? How much is it for a month? 
uh, like a month, you know, kind of like I come up with a number which is three times what we owe on the credit card. They say yes. So we pay off the credit card in, you know, in the four week interest free period. We pay off the credit card before the, 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 the first payment is due and thus become, ta-da, the world's first profitable internet company. You know, and so there we were. So we immediately went out and bought a couple of more, a couple more web servers. So we invested in, we invested the capital immediately in, you know, in more web serving capacity. And then the summer of July of 96, so that was March, April 96. By July of 96, or June, July 96, we found ourselves selling our first advertising to a movie studio, to 20th Century Fox, to promote Independence Day, the movie. And was it, as it was promote Independence Day, wait, what year was this? 96, summer thereof. <laughs> That's a big studio movie. Yeah, biggest one. with the right people there. So we were selling advertising, like, you know, and, and, you know, on the on the homepage, it would be, you know, want to buy ads on IMDb? Click here. <laughs> right now. And what happened is, gosh, I haven't thought about this for years. What happened is out in California, uh, just, just outside San Francisco, in Sausalito, of all places, there was a small ad company that was just getting started. And they had come from a radio advertising background, okay, radio advertising. And they were, they had this idea that they could represent websites to advertisers. So they could use their network of, you know, network of brand relationships. And instead of representing radio stations, they could represent websites. And so, you know, they'd contacted us and it was kind of like, hey, you know, would you, you know, would you be interested in an ad representation deal? And, you know, it's a similar, you know, it's a similar type thing. You know, they would take a percentage to represent IMDb and then they would, you know, they would, they would like go around. Not dissimilar to what it is now. No, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, um, yeah, because, because of course you would have like a, yeah, you, you would sort of. It's a business model of a media model. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were, you know, we, we, we'd signed with them. There we were with a relationship with Fox for Independence Day. And the day that we did that deal, I went into work and I handed in my notice. Wow. So were you, what about the other directors? Were they? Well, no, they, they all were still, you know, uh, Rob was doing a, like a postdoc from his PhD. The, and then, and, and don't forget, it's not just four of us. It's the 20, don't forget. So, so there are people in, there are people in bits of the media. There are people uh, who were students. There were people with technology jobs. So they, everyone, everyone was kind of like just doing their own, you know, thing. And then in the evenings or weekends would, you know, kind of like work on their bit of IMDb. So what happened is I quit my day job and became our first full-time employee. And so then I was, I had to do, you know, everything to do with advertising, like went through me, you know, like I had to, I had to, I had to traffic the ads, schedule the ads, 
I had to pull the campaign reports. I had to, you know, just, you know, everything. I was still managing sections of data and things like that. And then the other volunteers were kind of like contributing, you know, the running their bits of running their bits of things. And then, so we sold some more advertising. And so all of a sudden, the revenue run rate could stretch to another salary and then another salary and then another salary. So I would always call up the next person on the list who was crazy enough to quit their oh, day I job. wish I was on that list. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and I would say, hey, yeah, look, look, you know, we've, we've done another ad deal. It looks like, you know, it looks like we can now afford another salary. Um, and, and so, so it, it, we, we grew very organically. Um, like that. And know, at that we, point, I mean, people were not really working virtually, but you are running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so soon enough. So, I, I was in Bristol. Uh, Rob was still in in Wales. We had had somebody in Switzerland. Then we had somebody in Italy. Uh, then we had somebody in Australia. So they were they were joining this team, having never. You know, particularly like I, I, I didn't meet the Australian team member who's still with us, by the way. I didn't meet the Australian team member until 98. So, yeah. So, so carried on, you know, it, it carried on, carried on growing like this. So all was going well, growing traffic, growing coverage, growing content, growing the paid employee base. When in December 1997, I received an email from a guy called Alan Kaplan. And Alan's job title was General Counsel Amazon.com. And Alan's email goes exactly like this because, you know, I still have a copy. Hi, Col. Jeff Bezos and I were discussing movie websites the other day. Naturally, IMDb came up in the conversation. We're going to be in the UK in January, 98 and would love to meet to discuss some business ideas. And so, so it's kind of like, oh, oh, okay. You know, you get an email like that now. You're, you're running a startup and you get an email like that. Even before you've replied, you would be breaking out the exit champagne. Uh, you know, and, you and, you, be- <laughs> and you knew, obviously, you knew who Jeff Bezos was and you knew. No, nobody knew who Jeff Bezos was. So this is December 97. Amazon.com only sold books. They'd only been a publicly traded company for seven months, and they'd never acquired another company. So in actual fact, in the, in the email letter from Alan, after it said Jeff Bezos and I, after Jeff Bezos, it was open parentheses, Amazon.com's founder and CEO, close parentheses. So now we had, luckily, we had heard of Amazon.com because Amazon were actually advertising on IMDb at the time. To sell books. To, to sell books. You know, so we were, we, were running there, we were running banners for Amazon, you know, back in the end of 97. So we just thought, we just thought, oh, great, you know, the, the CEO of one of our advertisers wants to come and meet us. So sure. Let's go. So two of us went along to meet Jeff and Alan uh, in a hotel. Well, you had, did you really, did you know this could be, I mean, they could be wanting to acquire it or what were you thinking? No, 
Why? 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 Why would? Why? Why would a bookseller? Why would a bookseller want to acquire a movie database? Right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you know, we were, you know, it's kind of like we're, we're going, we're going. It, maybe it's a meet and greet with the advertiser, or maybe they, you know, they, it did say they wanted to discuss some business ideas, but you know, we had in mind, you know, perhaps a, you know, Big a longer, longer yeah. running contract, or you know, or something like that. So Jeff explained how uh, Amazon was going from selling books to music <laughs> to, to opening a VHS and DVD store and was looking for a site to partner with and uh, to help them build it. And anything would be on the table from a licensing deal all the way through to an outright acquisition. And an acquisition was the things that had the most appeal to them. Uh, and what did we think? And Jeff had a, such a clear idea of how IMDb could operate as a separate brand and a separate website. And our, our Amazon could take the IMDb data and build a great video store experience. You know, we're used to these days, you know, for example, going to Amazon and going, oh, who's my favorite director? Great, you know, where, where can I people in those days you know you you wouldn't expect to be able to find like all the movies and shows by your favorite star and buy them <laughs> you know all the movies and shows by your favorite director and buy them this was like a revolution in in e-commerce so we we found ourselves kind of like thinking this could be a good idea i went out to seattle i met with the amazon leadership team got really comfortable with the idea that this could work and on the 24th of april 1998 imdb became a wholly owned subsidiary of amazon.com so the amazon bought three companies that day now you know we, we didn't know that amazon were negotiating with another two the first company was a UK bookseller, which became Amazon.co.uk. The second company was a German bookseller, which became Amazon.de. And the third was IMDb. And initially, the media coverage was kind of like, oh, Amazon, you know, you, uh, Seattle bookseller buys UK bookseller, check. Seattle bookseller buys German bookseller, check. Seattle bookseller buys film and television resource. It's public. You know, they bought it for 50, $55 million, right? Uh, no, the, the numbers never been, the numbers never been published. I, know, I, I looked it up, but whatever. It's some, some like great amount of money. Were you going insane? I mean, this is a hobby that is now. Well, what was that feeling? So, so the funny, the funny thing is, by this time, by this time, there were around eight of us who were already employed by IMDb. So, by virtue of the acquisition, you know, you would get a, you know, well, we're going to replace your uh, your employment contracts with one that reflects now that IMDb is a subsidiary of Amazon. So that was that was easy for those eight people because they had full-time jobs working for IMDb, and after the acquisition, they had full-time jobs working for IMDb. Now, there were some people had kind of like fallen by the wayside, so there were about eight other people, shareholders, still involved, 
still doing, you know, still doing their bits of the database. And so obviously, you know, Amazon wanted to have them join full time as well. You know, we didn't have to wait for the we didn't have to wait for the revenue to support the uh, to support the salaries. We could now support everybody. Everybody could work full time for IMDb, except that. For some of the team, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, it's great. Uh, you know, IMDb is going to be a wholly owned subsidiary of Amazon. I'm exchanging my stock in IMDb for, for stock in Amazon. All great. Oh, I've got a job offer, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to leave my stable job with a technology company and join Amazon.com, which, you know, which... Well, I mean, you know, you know, there were there were kind of like all kinds of coverage at the time as to whether the the business model was viable, and you know, and all of that kind of thing. So, so some of them said, "Well, you know what? I'm just going to stay with my regular job, but you know, just carry on doing this in a part time capacity." Um, and and you know, and obviously, what happened is, you know, within a within a year or so, you know, they were kind of like, "Yeah." I'm I'm quitting my I'm quitting my other job. And this I'm Amazon going. thing is gonna go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going kind of thing. So so you know so pretty pretty soon people were people were were on board fully. You know what happened across that across that ninety eight period? The Amazon US Video Store launched, and then it's kind of like now we see why Amazon acquired IMDb. Like video DVDs VHS makes sense. Then the UK video store launched on Amazon. It's like, oh, then, you know, a year or so goes, well, more than a few, a few years go by. And it's like downloadable, downloadable movies. You, the internet wasn't fast enough to stream them in real time. Launches on Amazon and powered by IMDb. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Then the internet was fast enough to stream. So Amazon Instant Video launches powered with IMDb content. Oh, that makes sense. Then Amazon Studios opens and Amazon gets into production. And it's kind of like, oh, you know, oh, great. You know, what a, what a, what a great connection and collaboration. The Kindle Fire tablet launches with the feature X-Ray where you're watching the movie or the show. You press the screen, up pops the headshots, everybody in the current scene, trivia about the current scene, all powered by IMDb. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Then um, the Fire TV launches, you know, again with X-Ray powered by IMDb. Uh, it's like, oh, that's great. Then, uh, then you know, you get, to the, you get to the point. I'm looking around here for, oh, here you go, Alexa. <laughs> launches and and if there's a question you ask alexa about entertainment there's a good chance she will answer using imdb data and so you know if you'd said to me in 1990 one day a device that can sit in the palm of your hand you can ask by voice a question and it will answer from imdb giving you the answer i would have been like are you kidding? That's like from a science fiction movie. So, yeah, my own memory is in 1998, because I was a lobbyist for the Motion Picture Association in Washington, D.C. And I was also did strategy and strategic work. And I would get calls from clients 
Because at that point they were doing celebrities, you know, bringing celebrities to Capitol Hill to be, to advocate for various things. And they would say, well, we know, because I actually started a division for my consulting company called Cause Celeb, which was not bought by Amazon, unfortunately. But, but I was powered by IMDb because Clients would call and they'd say, you know, I know that, you know, you guys are really in the know about Hollywood and celebrity and who's doing what. And, da, da, da. and I would say, well, you know, they come up and say with some cause, I go, well, let me look at our propri- proprietary database, which was IMDb. And because then not every every single person knew about it. But I, we were, you know, that was the core of my business. So I guess I do owe you some money, but we'll just <laughs> Well, as long as you're an IMDb Pro subscriber, we're all happy. <laughs> we're all square. Yeah, but that was, at that point, not every single person across the universe was as much in the know. So what was the vision of who would be using this? So, you know, our, our kind of formal vision statement these days, and it's pretty, we, we wordsmith it occasionally, but IMDb aims to power the creation, discovery, and enjoyment of entertainment everywhere. Okay, power the creation, discovery, and enjoyment of entertainment everywhere. And the thing, so that, that has been the core vision for 33 years, minus a slight wording tweak here and there. So we we just, you know, we, we care about entertainment. We value its ability not only to entertain, but also to educate and inform and inspire people. Now, my all-time favorite movie quote comes from Grand Canyon. Uh, Lawrence Caston film from 91. And there's, there's a line in there spoken by Steve Martin. And his character says, all of life's riddles are answered in the movies. Okay, all of life's riddles are answered in the movies. And, and you know, let's be, let's be generous because it's all of life's riddles are answered in the movies, the TV, the shorts, the docs, <laughs> the podcasts, <laughs> the music videos, you know. And so I value audiovisual entertainment's ability to take the audience on a journey, to take them to a culture that they've never experienced in person, maybe inspire them to go and experience that culture in person, to learn more, take them to a point in history, take them to an imagined future, Uh, take them to a world that's like today's world, but there's some odd constraint. And how would we as humans behave in a world uh, like that? kind of thing. And so I absolutely genuinely believe that if people watched more movies and shows, people would understand each other a lot more and the world would be a better place. And so if we can help, if we can help connect storytellers to their audience, then that's a great thing. It helps stories get out there. If audience members, if we can help an audience member connect to the right story, the story that's right for them next, 
then that's a great that's a great thing too. And you know, through all of this, we'll all understand each other a lot more. We'll all experience some great entertainment. We'll all be informed more than we ever were before and so you know that's what kind of like that that gets me up in the morning that that keeps me working here late at night and that keeps me engaged with with our customers with the entertainment industry and what we are what we're doing what we're trying to do and it's a long uh, I mean we're already 33 years in Uh, it's a long it's a long journey and the thing is that in that this is going to sound funny, but the definition of everywhere is is growing. <laughs> so, so once upon a time, everywhere meant in a theatre. <laughs> and, everywhere and go, you being able to go to that other theatre, that theatre. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. One. Or what? Yeah, or watch something on VHS. That was everywhere. Now, uh, you know, now you can. You know, you can you can you can shoot a movie on a on a mobile device uh, or, or a documentary or a short or you know whatever you like. You can edit it on the device. Hey, you, you can have do the a movie studio in your pocket. But and yeah. a, a quick lightning round because I know you got to get to your next night meeting to change the world. But you must. I know when I introduce you to people and I said, "No, he's the founder of IMDb." You must get bizarre requests when pe- when actors when people in the business meet you any in particular you don't even have you don't have to name names but uh, well so sometimes we get requests that are in terms of kind of like oh where do you get the info from it's kind of like you know because we kind of know it sometimes at the same time you know at the same time that, that they end up knowing it so so the requests are more kind of like in terms of oh how would I you know how would I get this listed or how would I get that added and that that kind well, of you're, thing you're, uh, you're so we, generous we, the, the, I can tell you I here you go I, I can do you I can do because I, I get this is a this is a fun story that I have to anonymize. Okay, so going back, this is this is kind of like maybe this is probably about fifteen years ago. Uh, a, a good example of this. So, so we did get we got an email from the agent of a very well known U.S. actor with <laughs> essentially. I don't know what this movie is doing on my client's page. My client has nothing whatsoever to do with this movie. Please, please remove it kind of thing. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. You know, they, they, they seem pretty serious. And, you know, and, uh, you know, occasionally, I mean, mistakes happen. And uh, especially, you know, you can get like mixed up with names or mixed up with titles and, and you know, things like that. So, so it's not unusual to get a, you know, get a correction request. And so the first thing we do is like, okay, well, let's look into the claim. And there, <laughs> there on Amazon is a copy of the DVD of the movie for sale with the photo of said A-list actor on the front cover. And it's kind of like, really? You know, re- 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 really? Oh, yeah. So that, so I think that's possibly that's possibly the most bizarre one that that I can that I can talk but about. But you do, I mean, it is the split second, you know, <laughs> accuracy of what I mean. It, you get it. It's, you seem I don't know how you do seem to get it at the same time 
the actor gets the contract to sign. I mean, even before then, it's when their agent gets I, I don't I mean Well, the remarkable thing is that you, you might think that after 33 years, it might be kind of slowing down, you know, <laughs> it's getting easier and that kind of thing. But as well as everywhere continuing to grow and our audience continuing to grow and and for us to be in you know in more and more countries like we 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 last year we launched in additional languages so you can now access imdb in nine different languages um, not every piece of content is available but more and more content every single day is in local in the local languages so 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 we're kind of like we're spreading throughout the world we're easier for people to access from from different devices from different countries but also the definition of entertainment is growing yeah. so yeah, so kind of like around about 15 months ago we expanded into podcasts and music yeah. videos so we now have listings for podcasts. We have listings for music videos. And so in there, the range of coverage that we have has grown and grown. And last year alone, so 2022, during the 12 months of 2022, we added more than three and a half million new titles. Okay. Not all from 22. You know, we're we're catching up on we're catching up from on podcasts from kind of like the last you know ten or so years. We're catching up, you know, Hungarian silent movies, you know, Romanian TV shows <laughs> from the fifties. But that's three and a half million titles that we didn't have at the start of twenty two. So we now cover more than twelve million titles, and that was a record year for the number of titles that were added. It's not like, you know, there have been, you know, other years with three and a half million titles added in a single year. So it's still, it's still growing. And, you know, and the, the vision seems just as far away <laughs> as, it, as it ever was during the whole of that time, which again, you know, keeps it exciting, keeps it interesting kind of thing. <laughs> I'll ask question. Carl, what do you dream about? What do you dream about? What's next? <laughs> well, well I, I dream, I genuinely dream about the vision. I dream about getting IMDb to every, everywhere, everywhere on the planet, covering every type of entertainment and uh, audiovisual entertainment. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess there are some constraints in there. <laughs> are, music, are music videos on IMDb? Yes, music videos. Yeah, 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 and it's great. Uh, it's it's like, like because they are. I mean, they. I mean, all they. They're short. They're are. beautiful little shorts. Yeah, yeah, they're tiny shorts. Usually, I mean, some of them are a little bit longer, I guess. They're short films that that tell a story while the artist performs the song, and I mean, they go from. Yeah, you know, some music videos are the artist, you know, with a guitar and a microphone, and that's it. And some music videos are Taylor Swift doing the um, Taylor's 10-minute version of All Too Well, uh, which is a, a lovely film in, its, in itself and is no less, you know, no less of a, of a work of art than, than a, you know, cleverly crafted short film about a romance. <laughs> I guess I have one more question. 
in the uh, Carl Needham biopic film, who is going to have that IMD credit of playing? Oh, who would who would play? Oh, oh, you're asking me who would play me in a who's movie? Gonna be, who's going to have that credit on IMD? Oh, credit? right. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, you couldn't aspire to have <laughs> uh, I, Tom Cruise. <laughs> At least. I would have Tom. <laughs> All right. This was great. I, this is what I've been trying to do for years is get this story. And I would keep you for the rest of your day because I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for inviting Oh, no, no. This is, I mean, this is, this is lovely. I mean, as I say, good luck with the editing process here. See, I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to edit it that much because <laughs> I, this is the story. And it's also inspirational. Oh, thank you. That any kid that refuses to go outside, there's a reason. Unsaid kid. <laughs> right. You are, and Colony them is one of the esteemed recipients of the Creative Coalition Spotlight Award, which um, has only been given out not so many times. Yeah, okay. and I, I love coming to the Creative Coalition <laughs> events. Um, it's, a gr- it's a great way to recognize people from across the industry and also remind remind people that you know without the arts what are we doing you know what what would what would life what would life be like without the arts so i'm a equally a big fan of the creative coalition so thank you and you you know that because i show up <laughs> you know, you now because you open our spotlight awards and the, the trouble is you were so good doing that so i'm so sorry but you were you were you were you were you were were good too you were good too it was an honor to do that an absolute honor to do that so thank you very much thanks everyone for tuning into this week's episode of hollywood at home with the creative coalition featuring call needham for more information about the creative coalition please visit our website at thecreativecoalition.org or you can visit our social media. That's at The Creative Coalition on TikTok and Instagram and at The Creative C on Twitter.